This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who said that? Never said that. We've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie, reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Seriously, people really listen to this. Uh, jock and Nerd! Welcome to episode 325 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Now let's analyze what's been working for us. Not a goddamn thing has been working for us. Like this goddamn suit doesn't work for me. Or this stinking tie. Or this goddamn shirt doesn't work for me. You know how to play winning hard-nosed football? You play football like Ed Gennaro played football. A guy who gave his life for this football team. He was a 140-pound halfback, and he played like a goddamn wild man. No, like a goddamn rampaging beast. And that's the way you got to do it. You go out there, you tear their fucking heads off, and you shit down their necks. Now let us pray. That's a great line. It is, isn't it? Necessary Roughness is one of those underappreciated football movies. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It is. It, it, yeah, it is. I mean, it's a, it's a fun comedy. I mean, and it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm you know, it's not an accurate football movie by any stretch of the imagination. No. But, damn, it's fun. Yeah. You know, Bacula's good in it. Like, everybody's good in that movie. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it for a long time. Speak- it was, it was yeah. on something not too long ago. I was watching it. Speaking of things I I hadn't seen for a long time, guess what I watched? The other I, don't, night. I don't know. Night Shift. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is a great fucking it, it movie. It is a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. That's like... I mean, don't get me wrong. Henry, Henry Winkler's brilliant. But that's yeah. Michael Keaton at his best. Oh, yeah. That's like vintage Keaton. It's before Mr. Mom. I mean, yeah. this is, yeah, it was good. Which is so good, you know? It's really impressive. It was just. Yeah, that, that was kind of like Johnny Dangerously, Mr. Mom. Yeah, do you know or who, Johnny Dangerously, Michael Keaton, I mean. Do you know who directed that? No, not off the top of my head. Ron Howard. Did he? Yeah. Wow. That's a Ron Howard film. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. The only thing I didn't like watch going. Ah, Going back and watching it. <clears throat> Sorry. Let's go. Legs killing. Yeah. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it, it and, I, and maybe this is classic of the time, but Lisa and I were talking about it. That's what Friends Are For was the main theme, was the main song in that in that film. Yeah. 
and they must must have changed it up like 175 times. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. and then you'd have like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they'd slow it down for the romantic yeah. part or whatever, or it speed it up for the exciting part moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I don't know. It was all Burt Bacharach and that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. It was like... Well, they've heard Burt, Burt Bacharach a lot of money, and they got their money's worth. Yeah, I mean, there were the like song. a thousand different versions of that song, yeah. including Rod Stewart's. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't really play... I think at least I hold... Maybe the entire movie, we heard two other songs. Yeah. But other than that, even the score... Was that's what friends are for? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I was like, holy shit, I've had enough. Yeah, of this song, but uh, but it was a great film. Shelley Long, I mean, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those classic movies. And a young of... Richard Belzer. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those, those kind of forgotten. Because it was like like one of those HBO movies. Like I mean, I, I remember it got released in theaters, uh-huh. and I, I remember it like did just like okay. But it, like it was like one of those movies where like when it came on HBO, that was like everybody. Like, did you see Night Shift? Oh, that was hysterical. You know, yeah. and like you're like twelve, you don't understand why it's funny, but you laughed at it. Yeah, you know, like as an adult watching it, like even if it probably hasn't aged all that well. Yeah, you still like you're like oh shit, no, that is really funny. Yeah, some yeah. funny moments. Yeah, yeah, especially from Keaton. Oh yeah, Keaton was the king. He was. He's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, we've talked about Michael Keaton before on this show, and like, but I mean, it's like amazing. Like, he kind of Tom did a Tom Hanks without doing a Tom Hanks. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, like his early movies were all comedic movies, like like Hanks was. Yeah, and then you know he kind of took. With like, and after, there was my life. Yeah, but then, but then he took like like he did like this like after he did Batman, he kind of went away from doing comedies, and he did like a lot of very serious roles. Like, and you talk about like like, like my life and like other shit that you're just like holy fuck. And then like you know, there's been a like a renaissance of Keaton as of late. You know, but, yeah, when he get when he started that ind- independent film. Yeah, yeah, Birdman. Birdman. And yeah. And after that, it's kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, that sort of renaissance for him. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just a great actor. I can't wait to see him in Beetlejuice. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't I just want to see him in I just want to see him in character again. Like, yeah, I get that. Like I mean, like as far as like the character goes, like I, I think that's a like like Beetlejuice is one of those iconic characters. I mean, I, I, they're doing a Broadway musical right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I mean, that makes sense cuz like there's so much like especially with the calypso music and stuff, mm-hmm. it works as a Broadway musical. I get that. That that, but um, it, there's just something about like, I again, you know, it's like it's that whole thing of like, how often can you, can a movie go? Can you go back to a movie from 35, 40 years ago? Yeah, and do a sequel to it. I don't know. But like I, I mean, I'm curious, but I want to see him as Beetlejuice again. Yeah. That character for me. He just did so well at that character. Oh yeah, that I want to see that come to life again. And that's one of the, like, the most quotable movies, in my opinion, especially with Keaton. Like a nice fucking model, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. And you know, ooh, we're gonna fill a get a, you know, like the whole thing <laughs> yeah. where he's walking up to the strip club and everything. Like in, you know, there's just so much good stuff in that movie. One of my favorite parts in that, and we won't go down a Beetlejuice hole, but uh, 
one of my favorite parts of that movie is when he's <laughs> sitting in line at the end. Oh, with yeah. the shrunken head. Yeah. The shrunken head was funny, but it wasn't that funny. It's the fact that he had that gigantic fucking slip. Yeah. That's what was his number, and he was yeah. like, yeah, I'll trade you. And yeah. he, like, trades him, and he's like, it's like number three. I thought it was fucking great. That's what made me laugh. I mean, that's the kind of comedy that yeah. I like from him. So. And most of that's all ad-lib. I mean, it had to yeah. be. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's good stuff. So, yeah, Night Shift. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Yeah, that is crazy. It's <laughs> so funny. Anyway. So I watched that. Yeah. Yeah, Night Shift. That's cool. And I rewatched Deadpool 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still holds up. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched that not too long ago. I mean, upon re- repeated viewings, I still... I still enjoy it. Yeah. There, I don't think there's anything about it that I don't enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I really like... And the, the really good acting parts, I felt that... Like, it's Deadpool, right? You don't yeah. expect anything like, you know... Yeah. Quality out of... I mean, and he knows this. Yeah. But the stuff between him and the girl in, like, that dream heaven sequences... Oh, yeah. ...were fucking fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that was like... It was still a little funny. Yeah. But it was... The tone was completely different. Yeah. It's like he was like... I don't know. It's like Reynolds just... Let's do this. Let me show my acting chops a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially the last scene with them. That's yeah. good stuff. I mean, that's that's just good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I agree. Like, I mean, that, that was like unusually... like. I'm sure part of that is... Hey, let's give Ryan a day out of makeup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, or a day where he doesn't have to wear the fucking mask all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's shit like that that I'm sure that they're doing for him. You know, it's just some coming jeans and a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good, though. Yeah, it was. It was very good. I mean, that, that acting, that, yeah. that sequence between the two of them was just... Yeah. It was believable. Yeah. It was really good. And heartbreaking at the yeah. same point. Oh, yeah. You know? <clears throat> so. I liked when he hugged uh, fucking... What's his name, too? Um, Colossus. No. The cable. Oh, cable, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on. Stick to stick. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great. I mean, the, great, the greatest is uh, the whole him growing the legs back. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's just pooing it. Like, that was, like, the greatest line. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. He's just shirt cocking it. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking great. Yeah. It's just such a... Both movies, I mean, of course, I do like the first one better. Yeah. Um. But the second one is is it's it's right there. I mean, it's a really good film. Yeah, especially with with um, Jesus, the guy that played Cable, um, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah, was just an excellent addition. Yeah, because I mean, Brolin was like really good in this film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he was a believable Cable. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> it was just it was good. Man, was it good. 
I wish there was a little bit more sword play. Yeah. For me. Yeah. For my liking. But, uh, and then the Thanos reference was great. Yeah. Great. I mean, fucking great. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, but even like, like the, the, you're kind of dark, aren't you? You sure you're not from the DC universe? I mean, that's a great line, too. Right. You know, I mean, that, that, but that's like the meta stuff you expect from a Deadpool movie. Right. You know. And there's, and even that, um, when he got the time machine, so to yeah. speak, that was great, too. Oh, yeah. He killed himself before yeah. he could take the Green Lantern part. You're welcome, Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great, dude. He fucking kills off. Uh, he showed up in the Wolverine thing. That was fucking great. Yeah. I mean, and of course, getting back to her. I mean, that was yeah. his main goal. Yeah. You know, so. And the whole baby Hitler thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude, it's, it's so good. So good. So anyway. Anyway, that's. I think that's all I watched. Oh, and the boys. Yeah, you watched. T- t- tell me about it. Because I don't have Amazon. I haven't watched it. Not, not that I've had time. Oh. It's a great fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved it. Mm. Um, it's a different take. Right. Like... I'm not. I can't tell you too much because I'll give it all away, and I don't want to give it away. Right? Does that make sense? Like, well, like I get like the the, the heroes are kind of like, for lack of a better term, like almost bad. Like the mm, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like I, like the Superman character. Like, it, it 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 seemed like it was kind of a take on, um. Like there, there, there's the the DC universe version of that where like you know Ultraman is the uh, the Superman character and you know um, Owlman is the Batman. I mean, it's like a mirror version of the Justice League, so to speak, like uh-huh. in one of the multiverse characters. So that's kind of what I took going into it, and like Carl Urban has gathered people who have been fucked over by them, and he's out to take them out. You know, that's kind of what I took from it. Urban is great. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, and I did too. I expected yeah. greatness. What I got was fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was like, wow, this is up. This is really up his alley. Yeah. I mean, the accents there. Yeah. Thick. You know what I mean? His Because he, he has sort of a lisp too. Right. Um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's there. It's fucking great. And <clears throat> so I started it. And the thing that I loved about it that kept me watching was the story just got deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I wanted to see the next episode because it had sucked me in completely. Right. Elizabeth Shue was great. Yeah. Um, the fucking cast is great. Yeah. Um, uh, Dennis Quaid's son is great. Yeah, it's it's that good. I mean, like, I cannot wait for another season. Yeah, like where it left off. It's I, just, I, I've heard other people not rave, nothing do nothing but rave about. It. Now, let me ask you this: based on how much you enjoyed this, are you contemplating going and reading the comic book now? Yeah. Okay. I am mm-hmm. because it is just. Really, really good. Right. I know Mongoose 
said it was the comic book is fantastic. Yeah. Like back way back when Amazon announced they were doing this, I remember him saying we should read the comic book. Yeah. It's, it's just something I've always wanted to. It's one yeah. of those things that's always been on my radar. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, you know, and hopefully once my movie's complete, I'll sign up for Amazon Prime and catch up on some of this shit on Amazon I want to see. Because it is. It is. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. Like, I was... Um, it just... I don't know. A lot of things came out in the series. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. And it was just... It was just really good. And it was just... It's really held together. It's just really held together by Shu and... What I think. Um, Shu and... Um, Carl Urban. Yeah. It, it was just... He's just so good. I mean, he's just... He's really good. Yeah. It was refreshing. <laughs> like... Yeah, I, I can. As weird as that sounds, but it was refreshing to see Carl Urban playing this fucking badass. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think you'll. I think you'll really enjoy it. I yeah, do. I, I honestly think that you're gonna. You're gonna. You should love this. This. This film. Yeah, I. I really think I will. Like, I, like you said, it's something I've been looking forward to. And once the trailers kind of drop for this, I was like, oh man, I need. To, yeah. You know. I mean, there are some Watchmen tones to it. Yeah. Um. A little bit. A little bit. Nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Right. But there is a little bit of Watchmen tone to it. Yeah. But, um, like I said, um, I'm glad I watched it. Lisa yeah. introduced it to me. She's like, look at this guy. Yeah. I was like, who's that? I was like, wait till he smiles. And I'm like, I didn't get it. Yeah. I was like, that's Quaid's son. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And he I got was, that Dennis Quaid smile. Yeah. But the dude can act. Yeah. Like, well. Oh, yeah. So. Wait till you see it. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Like I said, it's dark. Yeah. But it's, like I said, it's it's really good. And it's adult. Yeah. I mean, it's straight out adult. And I think it has a mature rating, actually, on Prime. Right. <clears throat> and I, I it swears, gore. Um, definitely gore. Yeah, that's the was, thing I heard was it was mostly gore. Yeah, and there was a couple sexual situations, but you, yeah. you never saw... I really didn't see thinking about it much nudity at all, which is refreshing too because you don't really need it. Yeah. For the story to carry. Right. You know. So, yeah, it was good. And I watched Predator. You got the whole way through it. Yeah, I watched it. I liked it. I I know it went batshit crazy, but I understood the batshit crazy. Yeah. I mean i I knew where I knew like I knew where it was going. Yeah. And it made sense to me. The only thing that didn't make sense... Because I was watching this skeptically. You right. know what I mean? Right. And I didn't mind the entire film. Mm-hmm. None of it. Um, I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. I get where they were going with the story. Right. Um, the part that bothered me was... Which almost made me turn it off... Was when the kid was Halloweening... An autistic kid was Halloweening by himself... Yeah. That made no sense to me. Yeah. It just didn't. Yeah. It made no sense to me. At all. Like, there was nothing about that that made sense. Right. I mean, he was high-functioning, don't get me wrong. Right. But at the same point, he was young. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know if I'd let my kid go out hiding right. by themselves at that age. Right. I get that. You know what I mean? It just didn't make... 
that part didn't make sense to me. Right. At all. No, I get I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. It just it just didn't make any sense. <laughs> None. I mean, that's the that's the part that like absolutely bewildered me and I'm like <laughs> wait a second. This kid's Halloween by himself. I couldn't understand it. Yeah. And I think that's that's the biggest problem I had with the film. It is. Yeah. Everything else I was cool with. I got it. Like I, I get it. Like I mean, the, the story didn't bewilder me, right? But it, it felt like initially, as I as I watched that movie, I was like, in the second half of it, like, and especially in the third act, like once they get to the crashed ship, yeah, like it just it it felt wrong. Like it like that it didn't feel as cohesive as the first two-thirds of this movie was. like I felt like the first two-thirds of the movie, like they had a good, solid story, mm. and then it kind of went off the rails with this third act. And, like, later on, I found out, like, apparently the studio really intervened in that third act and changed how the, like, a lot of how this movie ended and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, everything with, like, like the entire third act is apparently... Completely rewritten by the studio. Huh. Like Shane Black had a vision, and they decided at the last minute they wanted it completely changed, and forced him to change it. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I'd like to see what he had in mind. Right, because like I said, I mean, like you get to that point, and you're kind of like, man, this doesn't make any sense. Like, so I mean, that doesn't make it, but it's just like, nah, it doesn't feel like. I'm just not grooving with this like I was at first. Right. You know what I mean? No, I, I see your point, but yeah. I, I still enjoyed the film. Yeah. And I like it. It <clears throat> Things made sense to me. I, I don't know why. I just, I enjoyed it. Now, did I like it as much as Predator, Alien vs. Predator Requiem? No. Uh, Alien, you know. It Predator was... 1? Uh, no. Predator 2? I like, I think I like this better than Predator 2. Yeah. But, um. I don't know. I just I like the Predator. I, I didn't get to see too many toys. Yeah. That's the thing. When they start progressing in these films, they were coming out with new toys. Yeah. That I really enjoyed. But those are mostly for the aliens. Yeah. You know, but I mean, like, so I enjoyed that fact. But, you know, the big beast Predator, he was okay. I still prefer the standard Yeah, and, and Hunter. I, and I really felt like, I, here's the thing. I, I think the biggest thing is I'm comparing it. To Robert Rodriguez's Predator. Sure. That's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's good. You know, that is an amazing movie that, like, I wish they had used as a launching point going forward. Yeah, that was and, good. And, you know, like, and again, like, the, the the first part of this movie, like, I really liked it. I liked the direction it was going. I liked the fact that, you know, like, your, your main guy, he's kind of being lumped in with all these. And I liked it. But the thing that was cool about it, too, is you got into the characters. Yeah, like the, the, they did a like, and Shane Black did a very good job of like, especially with like those military guys, making them very likable. Yeah, like you, you were everyone. rooting, like you were rooting for them. Yeah, you liked every single one of them. Yeah, especially the two. Yeah, the one in the tree and the one in the. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought that was like really cool. Yeah, I did. I thought yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. But all those guys, you ended up liking. Yeah, although the one guy with the hat on. Uh, he he played Reek, right? In yeah. Game of Thrones? Yeah. Am I right on that? Yeah. Is that him? I think so, yeah. 
he reminded me of uh, fuck. I don't know if you're gonna recognize this, but he reminded me of fucking Murdoch and on the A team. Oh yeah, I did it see that, not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't he remind you of Murdoch? Yeah, it was weird. I was like, what am I watching here? Yeah, like, I, I I I like the move. I like the movie. Like I I watch it again if it's on. Like I, I'm not like. I didn't completely like shit all over it like, yeah. when I first saw, but like at the same time it was like, man, I expected better. Yeah, it, it could have been. Like I feel like it could have been a much better movie, and I feel like the studio, especially finding out later, like the studio really interfered with the making of this movie. Yeah, and I feel like, man, I I wonder what they fucked up. Yeah, you know, because I'd like to see the original Shane Black script now. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, but I don't know. I found it very enjoyable. I've also watched H two O, not H two, the new Halloween, the latest Halloween again. Yeah, and I like that too. I don't know. I watched a lot of stuff this week. Did you? I don't know why. Yeah, but um, after the boys, I was like on a frenzy. Yeah, I was like salivating for something to watch because <laughs> it was just so good. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, mm-hmm. I think that's all I had as far as what I watched. I haven't been able to do much on this back issue, so... Yeah. Did, did you happen to catch the Steeler game last night? I went to the Steeler game Oh, last did night. you? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I took Elliot. Oh. It's her first game. Cool. Yeah. It so, was good. What did you think of my boy number 55? Good. He's the real deal. Huh? He's the real deal. Yeah, it started off kind of weak. Yeah. There's some bad shit going on. I mean, Tampa was... I was like, man... I, back in my head, I'm like, man, I hope the defense isn't... Uh, <laughs> well... You know what I mean? I mean, it's one of those deals where... I don't look at an overall performance of the team. Yeah. I'm looking at kind of like... In, it's in a preseason game. Like, you're looking sure. at individual performances. No, I, I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, the Steelers aren't running a real scheme. They're running vanilla defenses... The offense isn't, you know, running the full playbook. But, I mean, like, Delvin Bush was just, once he got going, he, he was a man who was making, just causing chaos Yeah. for the Tampa offense. I mean, ten tackles, the guy was all over the field. Yeah. You know, and you saw his speed. Like, that was the thing that, like, I heard other people talk about was, like, you saw his speed on display of how he could read where the play was going and burst to get there. Right. You know, and that's, you know, excuse me, that's what I've been talking about all along. So I was. I tell you, I was look good. It's fucking Mason Rudolph. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I, I got to say, the, the kid looked good. Yeah. <clears throat> what did you think? I didn't get to see the game. I just got to see some some highlights here and there. Mm. Um, I, again, like you're looking at individual performances. Yeah, like Rudolph looked good. Um, I mean, James Washington tried to take a step up. And he did for sure. And you hope, like, okay, can he maintain that? Like, yeah. with, with this factor fiction that we saw last night with Mason Rudolph or with uh, James Washington, right? Like with Delvin Bush, like it's tough. Like you say. Well, it's one. It's only one preseason game, Sean. But he's a guy who has a pedigree. 
He's a guy who you kind of sit there and you say, this is what you expect. He should, he's a day-one starter. He's a guy you traded up to get. This is the expectation from him. Right. Like, James Washington is a guy who, like, when they drafted him, I kind of questioned, like, I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah. he did well in that in that Oklahoma State offense. Yeah. But, you know, it's the Big Ten, Big 12 they don't play much defense down there. I mean, I, I watched him torch Pitt, you know, his senior year. Him yeah. and him and Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Like they should have plenty of fun on Heinz Field because they certainly did when they played Pitt. Yeah. You know? But um, <clears throat> it's just, it's one of those things where like I was like I, you know, sometimes I just don't know how a receiver is going to translate. Like I mean, and you see guys who have pedigrees don't work out. Right. So like a, a guy like James Washington, I was like, man, it, I mean. He's he's got he's got work to do. To me, even though he was a four year player, you know, in college, you know, he's got a lot of work to do to be a an NFL receiver, in my opinion. You know, so you hope like what you saw last night is is fact and not fiction. Yeah. But you know, we got you know three more weeks to find that out. Yeah, I I, I was I was impressed on s- some levels, but I, I took away Mason Rudolph impressed me. Yeah. I mean. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was I was shocked. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was kinda of taken back over Dobbs. See, I'm not a I'm not a Dobbs fan at all. Yeah. Um just because he was one he, he he didn't impress me in college. Okay. You know what I mean? Like and so because he didn't impress me in college all that much, I was just like I guess he makes play sense as a third round, as, a, as your third quarterback, if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, I don't see this as being a guy that, like, and it showed to me, like, you know, he's not a guy that I, I'm going I'm, to, if, if Roethlisberger goes down, I want to see getting any playing time. You know, um, I felt the same way about Mason Rudolph, though. Like, I, I, like I thought, the worst thing they could do was get rid of Landry. As bad as he was, yeah. at least I felt like he could he could function in an NFL offense. I, Josh Dobbs has never impressed me. Yeah. You know, Mason Rudolph is getting better, but you know, I was, like, pr- I was pretty impressed. Yeah, like it, it did. It, it impressed me. Like I'm, a, I'm He's a, a big dude. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm of the opinion. And I've always been of the opinion, if you are a Super Bowl contending team, then you need to have a halfway decent backup quarterback. Agreed. I, I get it. You know, be, especially with a guy like Roethlisberger, just because like he has a tendency to get injured. Yeah. You know, he, there is a possibility he could miss a game or two. And you have to have – and when they've succeeded, they have had a veteran quarterback. I mean, for years it, it was um, – Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch. And then, you know, it was Byron Leftwich. Yeah. You know, so during those Super Bowl years, when they were when they were a te- when they were a powerhouse <laughs> team, you know that's the kind of guys you had backing up Ben Roethlisberger because you needed that insurance policy. Mm. You know, and I just don't feel like they have that insurance policy behind them right now. Yeah, with right e- now, with either of these guys. Right, I get it. Yeah, um, but I would definitely go if I had, if that we came into that situation. Yeah, right now I'd put Rudolph in in a heartbeat. Yeah, I just feel like he's. Yep, pretty much it. Yeah, uh-huh. and I just feel like he's. It just felt like he was that kind of quarterback. Yeah, 
Like, it felt like, wow, this this kid could probably run an offense. Yeah. Like, I felt confident in him versus over Dobbs. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dobbs had a great run. Right. But, I mean, that was pretty much it for me. Right. You know? I mean, I think Rudolph went what? I don't know. Six, I can't remember. Six yeah. for six for 100 yards and a touchdown? Two yeah. touchdowns? I mean, like, I was like, damn, son. And, like, there was a one one score in the end zone, I think, from the new tight end. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a scramble play, kind of waiting. Nobody was getting open, and he just fired it in. And I mean, it was right there. Yeah. It was on the money. So, I mean, it was, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, I, it's I, just, a guy like that. To I me, mean, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. Right. I'm not jumping all over his shit like yeah. he's my new guy. Yeah. You know, but I mean, like, yeah. I was impressed. I mean, I saw him. I was there. Yeah. I mean, I watched him. Um. You know, and he's reading the playbook after right. after the touchdown and da 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 da. And he was, you know, thank you. And he just, he just he felt like an NFL quarterback. Right. I mean, my problem is he's a guy who's starting behind the eight ball a little bit because. Like in Oklahoma State, the offense they ran was one of those no-huddle, yeah. spread-style offenses where you just walk to the line of scrimmage, you look over for the play, and then you hike the ball. You know, So, like, he's not making the – he wasn't in a pro-style offense where he's making reads, you know, or, or, or calling out the, the, the line assignments or shit like that. Like, I mean, he, he it was literally look to the sideline – Look at the defense, yeah. hike the ball. You know, and, yeah. and those kind of quarterbacks to me, I don't trust them in an NFL style offense. Right. Well, you know? we'll see if he can but, learn from that. Right. But I mean, and and I mean, a guy that we've seen that is doing that is Josh is um not Josh Dobbs, um Jeff Goff and with the Rams. Right. You know, he, he's got talent, but he can't make the reads or the calls. So he relies on the head coach talking to him in his earpiece. And in the Super Bowl, when the the Patriots didn't show him jack shit until after the 15-second mark, he was lost. <laughs> My goodness. Lost under the sea. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's the thing that worries me about a guy like Mason Rudolph. Like, it's great. Like, I hope he's learning. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, there's a reason why he got beat up by Josh Doss for that second quarterback spot. Yeah. But I hope he's learning how to be an NFL quarterback and how to read defenses and do all those little things that a guy like Ben, for lack of a better term, came into the league knowing a little bit already. Right. Because that's the style of offense he ran. If this kid can do that, dude, I think he's going to be a serious weapon. Yeah. I think he'll be the successor if he can learn it. We'll see. That's three years down the road. We'll see. Yeah. I know. All things being equal. Yeah, I I know, but we'll see. But anyway, so yeah. yeah, the game was good. The LA had a good time. That's good. Um, I left about uh, toward the end of the third quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was it. I didn't know how my leg, my back was going to hold up. Yeah. That was my biggest issue. Yeah. Like I was like, those, what those, the fuck? Those seats are just not. Well, yeah, that. But it was more because I took the clipper. Right. So it was that walk. Okay. Yeah. Right. But it ended up being really good because our tickets are. Like, pretty much, we walk in that gate. Gate A. Yeah, that straight gate, right when yeah. you're off the clipper. Right, right off, right right underneath the scoreboard. And take it all the way up. Yeah. Es- um, escalators. Yeah. Uh, all the way. Yeah. And I was good. I didn't have to really walk that That's much. Good. Yeah, I took a break, like, at the end of the stairs. Yeah. 
and then uh, you know proceeded in, and then I was yeah. right there. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad, and I didn't have to climb any because we're we're in five hundred section, but we're only two rows back. Right. We're like right at the right at the wall. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad. What do you think about? And this is something that's kind of come up recently. Um, there's a good chance Heinz may not be renewing. In two years, the the naming rights for Heinz Field and PNC Park are are up. Uh huh. The PNC PNC Bank hasn't said anything about whether they're going to renew or not. They will. But Heinz, the Heinz company has kind of said, "Yeah, we'll see." Yeah. Like, like. It's a sweetheart deal that you got. Yeah. Because you only paid $57 million over 20 years for the naming rights of that stadium. Which, like... Like, I've seen yet... Like, I can't remember what the estimates were, but I saw like people like say, like, it's so undervalued. Like, what the deal that Heinz got based just based upon name recognition. Right. You know, with, with that stadium. Um, but at the same time, you know, they've been, they've been sold, you know, that, that they now, you know, a lot of their corporate home is now with Kraft Foods and mm-hmm. no longer in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it would, the people have also said like, it, it would certainly make sense that they would not be interested in paying anything for naming rights for a city that they really aren't in anymore. Right. Um. If that's the case, like, who would you want to see? Who do we have? Let's do, that becomes, Think about it. I mean, I mean that like, who do we weird, have? That becomes a weird thing. Alcoa. Now, Alcoa, Bear. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying. I mean, there's a couple of other. Bettis. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I could see like I, the thing is like it's normally like the the, the company that gets these naming rights is normally like a a national brand, which is why like it's surprising that PNC Bank took bought the naming rights for for PNC Park, the Pirate Stadium, because it's normally like a national brand that's like located in your home city. I agree with that, but PNC is really branching. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. mean, like I mean, there are multiple PNC states. Yeah. Is- Jersey, Getting Maryland, huge. Pennsylvania, North Ohio. Carolina. Yeah, I mean they're spreading yeah. downward. Right. Too. I mean, yeah. It, there's it, even it, a couple stadiums down there named PNC. Yeah. Uh, down in North Carolina, I think there's PNC. They have a couple, um, not stadiums, but um, amphitheaters and shit like that. Shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know in Jersey it's the same thing. There's like a PNC amphitheater. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Um. But like. With with Heinz Field though, because it's like the Steelers are, are 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 to me like a more national brand than the Pirates. You know, like like how often are the Pirates ever on TV? I I can't even talk about. The yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they've just lost twenty six of twenty. I can't of thirty games or something. I, yeah, I just I. It's sad, but. But like with Heinz Field, I mean, the Steelers are on our national TV on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on NBC, they're on ESPN. Um, you know, playoff games are held there. You know, that name recognition is much more is worth much more just because of how often 
the Steelers perform to a national audience. Right. As compared to the Pirates. Okay. Okay. So, like, like the first thought that everybody has is, especially with the ties to Pitt, it would be UPMC. Like, it'll, be, it'll become UPMC Field. Yeah. You know, which is the University of Pittsburgh Health Center. So, like, but that's, like, again, that's such a regional thing. I can't see that working. There's a lot of money in UPMC. Well, there is. But, I mean, like, the se- to me, like, the second they purchase the naming rights, like, because they're, they, they, you know, they, they play off of their tax-exempt status. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the second you buy the naming rights to something, you've got to be like, you know. Now you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, that's why I don't see that that happening. But, I, you know, I could also, like, wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you also got, like, Google. Like, I, I, would Google be interested in, because, I mean, Google has a home office. Like, it's not their main office, but they do have a. They have an office here. They have an office here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um. There are a number of tech companies that do, but I, I, Google would be the biggest one. And they've never gotten into that game. Yeah. Like, if you think if they would, it would have been, like, in, in, in San Francisco. Yeah, you would think, right? Right. And they don't, you know. So, like, I, I wonder if, like, that would be something that Google would be interested in. Yeah, maybe. Like, Google Field. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't know. It seems weird. It's, like, a weird thing to think about <laughs> because, like, unlike other stadiums, like, these have been steady for 20 years. Right. You know? And before that, like, you know, it, it was Three River Stadium. Three River Stadium never had naming rights. Right. It was always Three River Stadium. Right. Like, it was weird the day that they changed from the Civic Arena to Mellon Arena. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And for, like, years upon years, you still called it the Civic Arena. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, I don't think I, I ever called it Mellon Arena. Yeah, you're right. You know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll just have to see. I, I Those are the big ones. Yeah. I mean, we've mentioned the big ones. I I mean, if Heinz backed out, they, they lose quite a bit, too. Because every single condiment in that stadium is Heinz. Yeah. You know, Heinz is plastered everywhere in that stadium. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's the thing. Like, let alone the, the Heinz Red Zone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean? Yeah, I mean, you have giant ketchup bottles connected <laughs> to the scoreboard. That bleed onto the yeah. screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But like, it, it's a weird thing to think about because, again, like I said, like other stadiums and other arenas, they, like they change like... All the time. All the time. Yeah. Like I, I, some places you don't even know what to call it because it's changed so many times. Right, right. Whereas, like, with Heinz Field and PNC Park, it's remained steady for this entire, the, the length of the contract. Right. And, like, it was even weird, like, the Console Energy Center, like, what, what, what is it called now? PPG Paints. PPG Paints Arena, yeah. Like, that like that was in the middle of a contract. Like, that's never happened. Like, even when, Mel, like, when it was Mellon Arena, it was Mellon Arena forever. Yeah, it was. You know, yeah. like, that never changed. Yeah, once, yeah. They, once they once they bought the... So it was, like, a weird thing when it changed from the Console Energy Center to, Mellon, to a PPG Paints. Right. It was a very odd switch that, like, I was like... It was in the middle of the season, too, which made it even weirder. Yeah. So, like, it was a, like it's stuff like that that you just kind of, like, you know, hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just something, like, it's weird to think about. I love PPG Paints right now. Yeah. I do. I really like it. 
I like how it's designed. Yeah. Have you been there? No. Oh. It's designed very well. Yeah. I mean, there's shops down below. There's this, there's even a. I don't know. There's restaurants. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Connected to it, but not right. in it. Right. But I just like how I, I like the design of it. I like how the parking situation is too. Like their main park, there's parking lots on top. Yeah. Because it kind of sits on a hill, sort of. Yeah. So there's parking lots on top, and those people exit their ways. Right. And then the on the bottom, that's where all the lots are on the street. Yeah. And people exit that way. So I, I've ne- I've never gone to a Penguin game outside of Game Six of the finals. Right. Um, I've never gone into a Penguin game where I'm sitting for an hour in traffic. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's just split up very well. Right. From you know top to bottom, to where there's many routes you can go to get out of that place. Right. You know. Right. I just like how it's done. The, the Lemieux statue on top's cool. Yeah. The people's gas. Yeah. Torch at the bottom. That's yeah. badass. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just really like that stadium. Okay. Or. Arena. arena yeah yeah it's good sounds good in there yeah um hockey's electric in there yeah playoff time it's not as loud as the civic arena but it's still electric yeah there's no aluminum yeah there's no, there's no aluminum dome no and there's no walls you can pound on in the back yeah back of the stadium to make that thing echo yeah but it, it gets pretty loud yeah yeah but anyway, where were we? Just meandering around. Yeah, just fucking around here. All right, so getting into some some of the stuff that's been going on. I, I got somebody actually reached out to me. Um, ZP International. That they're a, uh, a pro- film producers. Okay. Um, independent film producers in the Lexington, Kentucky area. Cool. Um, they heard about us, and uh, they wanted to bring to my attention a story that kind of goes on with a lot of what we've been talking about recently, unfortunately. Okay. And, and that is internet trolls. Okay. Um, and the story that they brought to my attention um, was, I guess it's a film that they've produced, uh, that was on Amazon called Girl Girl Scene. Okay. Now this is a, a a lesbian movie. Okay. Okay. Um, it's about lesbian people. So, but Amazon apparently pulled this. Like they accepted it. It's an independent film. They 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 were showing it, and then they pulled it from the streaming site because of reviews that they had gotten. Okay. And. Some of these reviews are like 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 one one person said it was a waste of time. Gave it one star. Okay. Uh, total crap. They said. Okay. Another one, absolutely terrible. Just horrible. Terrible acting. Go on Pornhub. You know, another another person said, um, <laughs> "This is a very stupid movie. Complete waste of time. This movie sucks ass. Ugly ass chicks. Stupid plot. Stupid dialogue." Okay. So this it's clearly that these are these are trolls who who are like going on like 
they're either going to this movie expecting to see pornography. Yeah. Like they're finding this and they're expecting to find pornography. And when it's not that, they're deliberately saying, well, this is just fucking awful. Yeah. Or B, they're deliberately going out of their way to to troll something like this. I'd have to see the film. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen the film. Right. Um, and, it's, it, and I'm not saying that like, you know, oh, it's just it's, like I've I read a little bit of what it was about based on what, what the um, the folks from ZP Productions said to me. And it's not my cup of tea, you know. Right. But because it's not my cup of tea, I'm not, one, I'm not going to watch it. And two, I'm not going to talk shit on it. You know, it, this may be for something else. More importantly, somebody in the LBGBQT community yeah, yeah. may more associate with this than I ever would. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's that's fine. Like, this stuff can be out there. I'm, you know, but I mean, we've seen it like with Captain Marvel, like yeah. to, to bring it to bring it to the nerd community a bit. You know, we saw it with Captain Marvel, like with the IMDb, and you know, the trolls were giving it a low score. Yeah. To to lower the the score on that on you know the the toma- rotten tomatoes and stuff like that. Right. Um. You know, I, you know, we're, we're, this is kind of something we're seeing over and over again. Where like the influence, the influence of a of a small what I, what I hope is a small percentage of people, but are working very very hard to be disruptive. Okay. In what is meant to be a, a way for the average person to determine. Like if they want to see a movie or not, right? So like like a movie like this, like especially a movie like this, like an independent film like this, it's not going to get a ton of views anyway. Um, so Amazon sees twenty, thirty, forty bad reviews, they're yanking it, and they're yanking it unfairly because you know if like the the article says like you know you go and you do some research on other things that this person has reviewed. Right. You know, it's clearly somebody who was not in their target audience to begin with. Right. You know. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that target audience. Right. You know, you're probably not that target audience. You know, but, but you know, somebody is. And, you know, so if it's me going on and saying, well, this was a total piece of shit, my view is probably invalid because I'm not the target audience for a movie like this. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if I did take the time to, to, to watch it. You know, I like, like, I mean, like one guy said, you know, go to Pornhub. Like, really? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, that that's your critique of this. I, I just, I, I, the thing I want to bring to attention is like, it, it, it's kind of surprising to me that, like, it, it's not as surprising, like, well, it is surprising, like, that you go out of your way to like bash a Star Wars movie because you're upset that you know. Ray's the hero, and you know she's the Jedi, not Finn. And you know, oh, Rose is such an awful character. Blah blah blah. You know, or now with Captain Marvel, the same thing. Like you know, this is just fucking awful. You know, like the 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 the, the level of trolling, especially with female-led nerd movies, Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the primest example of all. I mean, say what you will about the movie. Like I thought it was pretty good. You thought it was pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, but if you were to look at what 
you know, I mean, even before the damn thing came out, trolls were trolling. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you and I said we didn't think it needed to be made. Right. But at the same time, like, you know, I don't I don't think we were looking at it from the, like, oh, it's all female. Who cares? Like, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, why can't we let other people have their moment in the sun? Right. I agree. We know I agree. Yeah. Like, I mean, like... like I, I just, I wonder, like, I, I mean, like, I watched Captain Marvel, and there's that scene at the end where, you know, she keeps getting back up and getting, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, this is exactly the message I want, I would want if I had a daughter. Uh-huh. You know, you know, your girls, you know, Ellie, Maya, you know, I, I've got a ton of little girls in my life that, you know, it's like, this is the message. You keep getting back up. When people tell you to stay down, you get back up. Yeah. You know, and that was, in, like, and that's an important aspect of Captain Marvel. I mean, I think sometimes Marvel forces their hand a little bit like they did in, you know, Endgame with, like, you know, all the girls showing up at one time. That, yeah. was, that, that felt really forced. Yeah. You know, I didn't care. It was still cool, but it felt kind of forced. Sure. You know, but... But here's another instance now, like with this movie, this this girl girl scene. It's a movie trying to find an audience, a specific audience. Mm-hmm. There are people who are going to seek this out because this is something of interest to them, right? You know, and why would you take the time to try to destroy somebody? Yeah, something. I don't, I don't understand that either. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I don't understand the whole trolling thing. Period. No, it seems like a lot of wasted effort to me. And what's the agenda? Right. Like, like what's what's the point of it? It just seems kind of sinister. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it. It always feels to me like like why are you feeling threatened? Right. Like, it doesn't bother me that the hero of the new Star Wars movies is a girl or a, a woman. Yeah, I guess it would be a better term to use at this point. You know, she 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 is a a, a strong, powerful female character. Right. I no problem with that. Yeah, I know. And why would you want to? I, I I don't get it. It's like you know, this is all part of the He Man Woman Haters Club. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we're inviting Darla in and she's ruining everything. Right. You know. Yeah. And it's not the case at all. Yeah. I don't get it, dude. No. I, I just don't understand it. And I mean, and like, like I said, I mean, I, I, I don't get it, but I, I, you know, at the highest levels, like of Star Wars, Captain Marvel, you know, any anything else that's going to be female-led per se. Mm. Um. I, I I don't get it, but you know, fine. But like for you to like search this movie on independent film like this, it really sickens me. Yeah. Cause here's somebody who ha- who's trying to to say something with their voice through a medium and you're shitting all over it and it wasn't meant for you. Right. That's that's what sucks. Yeah. It's like 
it's very disappointing in humanity that people would do that. Right. It is. Yeah. I mean... Like, here, here's the best example I could give. Okay? I, I, I feel like this is a great example. Like, what was it? Last year? I think it was. I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians, Asians came out. Okay. Okay? I, for one, I'm not the target audience. Okay. And two, it like, it... It didn't look interesting to me. Okay. Okay. I'm glad it did well. I, I really am. Yeah. Like, it did very, very well. And, like, I saw a comedian talk about, like, you know, white people feel like they have to say they like that movie. Well, I don't feel like I have to say I like that movie. I didn't go see it. I didn't want to go see it. Right. it it's nothing, like, <clears throat> it just didn't appeal to me. Again, like, I mean. Not your cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. You know, and I don't feel like the movie was aimed for me. Right. I'm glad that the movie worked. I'm glad it did well. I'm glad the Asian community had something that they could grasp onto and see themselves represented in a positive light. Yeah. You know, that's great. But now for me to come out and say, yeah, that, that Crazy Rich Asians movie, man. Whew. Let me tell you. You know, that, 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 it's not my thing. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the point. Like, I mean, I I, I don't understand. That would be the equivalent of it to me. Like, right. for me I, to, for me to do that. I don't find I don't find it necessary to try to destroy something that you it's not your to, that's not in your wheelhouse. But it did, just because it isn't in your wheelhouse doesn't mean you have to destroy it. Right. And I think that's why these people try to do is destroy things, and I, I don't understand that. I don't. I, yeah. I just, it's just not in my makeup yeah. as a person to try to deliberately, you're deliberately harming someone else. Yeah. And I, I just don't, I find that it's not human. No. You know? Yeah. And you should be ashamed of yourself for doing something like that. Yeah. Literally. I mean, you really? should be like, and, why are you in even in existence? And more importantly, you, you've, in, in, in a way, affected somebody else's opportunity to earn money. Right. By, by doing what you did. And, you know, the thing that they told me, that they, they followed up with me with was, you know, Amazon has, re- you know, based upon the findings, they've returned, you know, that movie's been returned to the streaming, Amazon streaming service. Yeah. Okay. But in the meantime, you interfered with this production company's means of making money. You've interfered with the actors, the director, the writer, all these people who are trying to make money from their project to move on to their next project. You've interfered with because you're offended or you're pissed that this is happening. Right. And it's, I mean... It's one thing to do it at, at the large scale because, in all honesty, when you do it with the large scale movie, it doesn't hurt it that much. Right. Star Wars still made a billion dollars. Captain Marvel still did very, very well. You know, they made their money right. despite your efforts. But to do it at this level offends me because you're affecting these people who are just trying to do a job. Right. You know, yeah. and tell their stories to their audience. Right. 
and they're they're restricting that. Here, here's what I want you to do. Here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out and I want you to take on Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah. If you got any sack whatsoever, you'll take on Tyler Perry. Yeah. Because his audience is strong. Yeah. And they will beat you down. Yeah. You know. I mean, as it goes on, the truth like, hey, say what you will about Tyler Perry. Again, not my cup of tea, but I applaud the man for finding an audience, catering to that audience, and making cash money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I get it. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was it. They brought it to my attention. I, I, I'm glad you did. I thought it was going to create some good conversation here, but. Yeah. You know, no, I, I. Yeah. I'm glad they did too. I, yeah. I think it's. Um, and I think it's very important that people need to wake the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like it just—it's it, it, just irritating, right? Especially when it hits home. It's like it's like killing the mom and pop shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know these actors or director or producers—they could be the next big thing. You don't right. know. You don't know what's in their brain or in their wheelhouse, or you know, they could be going to Sundance. You know, I, who well, knows? So I, I haven't seen the movie, but right. what I'm saying is, like, in general, with these people, with with people trying to get these breakthrough movies and or the story that they want to tell that's right. heartfelt to them, it's important, and you're crushing it just Here, because you don't. It's not yeah what you want to see. The other way to look at it is kind of like this. Mm-hmm. It would be like shitting all over Clerks. Yeah. Like, when Clerks came out, like, if you, like, you know, and I love Kevin Smith. I love the man to death. Uh But, I mean, you got to admit, like, there are many performances in Clerks that are bad. Right. You know, because he was using local people in his community, like, you know, theater actors in the local area. Sure. People who aren't Hollywood (laughs) actors who didn't act that well. There was a lot of... Bad deliveries. There's a lot of good deliveries, but there's a lot of bad deliveries in that movie. You know what I mean? And it would be like, so I search out Clerks, and I watch it, and I go, why the fuck is this in black and white? What the fuck? And what about the, you know, like like just shitting all over this movie because it wasn't, like, maybe these aren't good actors. Maybe, again, this is somebody, the director, as an independent, you know, Somebody in that lo- in their local area, they they did the auditions. Sure, I mean I know film, find. I know independent yeah. directors and right. film directors. You know, you, you don't always get the best talent, but you do what you can to try to tell your story. That's part of what independent filmmaking really is. Right, you I know, agree. It's it's not getting Robert Pattinson in your movie. Or, it's not getting rich either. Yeah, it's not. It's you're you're putting out a story as a labor of love. Right. Yeah. You know, I agreed completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's upsetting. It is. So I know in this house, <laughs> in, in, in this house, house, Run's Run house, noish, noish, orphan black is um is huge, huge with yeah yeah this yeah. your family yeah um. I got a, um, again on Twitter this week, um, BJ Mendelson. Okay. Um, who, who has, he, he's a verified blue check mark on Twitter. Yeah. Um, 
he, he's an author, writer, um, but apparently he is also involved with um, this Orphan Black project um, that he want, he asked us. Well, he asked if we could have like people on. I'm like, we're not set up for that, you know. So unless they're going to be in Pittsburgh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but apparently that they are bringing back Orphan Black as part of Cereal Box. S-E-R-I-A-L. Apparently, Cereal Box delivers stories in digestible installments tailored to fit your busy day. You can read or listen to each new installment on your mobile device, switching modes with just a tap. Uh, NPR is called Cereal Box, the HBO of reading, and BuzzFeed named it a must-have app for 2018. Um, Cereal Box partners include Marvel Entertainment, the Associated Press, Hatchet Book Groups, Boat Rocker Media, Black Box TV, Adopta Studios, and Rakut Kobo. Okay. But anyway, getting to our, our point here. Apparently, um, coming up soon, Serial Box is going to be releasing an Orphan Black series. Nice. Yeah. So this is going to be kind of like an audio book um, with... Um, Tatiana uh, Maslany, uh-huh. who played the main characters, yeah, in Orphan Black, in Orphan Black. right? Yeah, because she was cloned. Yeah, for yeah, those who don't yeah. know, so one person can play ten different characters because they're playing a clone. Um, so. Uh, She's on board to voice a new installment of the Beloved series, which will be available later this summer for reading and listening from the premium digital reading and audio platform Serial Box. Uh, the collaboration with Temple Street, a division of Boat Rocker Studios, marks Serial Box's second major commitment to creating original stories in audio and reading formats for major global franchises. The company recently announced it was joining forces with Marvel Entertainment to create original stories based on Black Panther. Jessica Jones, Black Widow, and Thor. Uh, drawing from its roster of New York Times best-selling award-winning authors to craft new adventures for Orphan Black, uh, Serial Box has signed Malka Older as the showrunner, um, Michelle Baker, Lindsay Smith, uh, Helly Kennedy, Madeline Ashby, and E.C. Myers as series writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serial Box takes the best of the traditional public industry and innovates. Um, they use the television writer's room model, employing a showrunner to develop a plot and Bible, and a writing team that works collaboratively to release seri- serials five times faster than a traditional book. Okay. Um, we are delighted to be able to extend the Orphan Black franchise through this new and innovative partnership with Serial Box. Orphan Back's devoted fans will now get more of what they love, and this exciting li- on this exciting listening and reading platform. Um, the collaboration between Serial Box and Temple Street creates an opportunity to deeply engage with Orphan Black's Clone Club, offering weekly episodes the length of an average commute. These new Serial Box originals are designed to fit into today's fast-paced mobile lifestyle. Users can switch between reading and listening with a simple click picking up right where they left off in either format. 
Fans are encouraged to sample the first episode for free. So, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is, too. Like, I, I've never heard of the, the, the app, Serial Box. Okay. Um, and that intrigues me. Uh-huh. Because I like the concept of being able to go from reading to listening. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't like reading on my phone, though. That's the problem. Like, I don't know how well that would work. On a, like I, I would imagine if I had the app downloaded on both a tablet and, and my phone, I could read on my, my tablet and then listen on my phone. Like the app should be able to figure that out if I have this, if I'm you know the same account information, right? So, but that's uh, I find it interesting because I know Orphan Black was one of those shows that like it had a very devout following. It did, yeah, it, for sure. And so it's exciting to hear that that that's you know coming back in in, in some form to to continue that that story. Well, it's a good story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot. Like, it was like it's one of those shows I've always wanted to sit down and watch, and never got around to it. Yeah, I always felt bad about that. Right. Like you know, because because again, it's one of those shows you just like you heard nothing but good things about. Right. They watched the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> My family. Yeah. I did not. I mean, I was here and there. Yeah. Um. I can't say I'm devout. I was devout because I didn't. You yeah. Know, watch every single episode, but they did. I mean, right. Especially my daughter Bree, she loved it. Yeah. It was probably her favorite show on TV. Right. I mean, that she can watch, you know. Right. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can guarantee you they'd listen. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, I, mean? I mentioned it to Lisa before the show, and she got very excited. Yeah. Especially with, like, the, you know, the, the lead actress signing on to do the reading. Right. You know, that's... Because you have that voice in your head, you know what her, what she sounds like. You know what the characters that she plays sounds like. Sure. You know, again, because even though it's the same the same person, they can do inflections and different things with their voice to portray ten different people. Yeah. You know, um, I always like that in like Star Wars Clone Wars because like it's th- all the clones sound the same. Right. But the guy who did the clones, he found ways to like do inflections with his voice. So you knew, like, okay, that was Rex, and that was, uh, you know, Wolf, right. and that was, yeah, just, yeah. you know, that was Five, or, you know, like, you knew, like, you could, like, even though it was the same voice, the way he sounded sounded different, so you knew who the different clones were. So, like, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same thing with, like, Orphan Black. I'm sure that that actress did the same thing. She had different ways of speaking for different characters that she was portraying. She did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, one was Russian, one was, yeah. I mean, like, there's. Yeah. yeah. So I want to I, I want to thank um, B J Mendelson for bringing that to my attention and uh, yeah maybe we'll try to get him on sometime. I'd, I'd love to like I, it's like one of those deals where like because we just record on the laptop yeah you know it I don't have the capacity to to really like I I, I, know, I know there's a way to do it like there there are programs you can use to record Skype calls like I'm just like. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just scared to do it because I don't want to fuck it up. Oh, we got to do a test run. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what you do. You do a test run, you figure it out. But it is one of those things where I'm just, it makes me nervous. Yeah. You know, especially with something like that. Because like, I'd hate to have somebody like, I mean, not that we'd have, ever have anybody like big on. Like, you know, that's never going to happen. But like, you know, I'd hate to have somebody on, have them give us 25 minutes at a time, 30 minutes at a time to promote their stuff. And right. then I fucked it up trying to record it or I fuck it up trying to, you know, Post it to the like. I, I that's just the kind of shit that makes me nervous. Yeah, you just don't yeah. want to insult anybody, right? Well, anyway, anyway. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. Sweet mailbag. And as always. I'm sorry, they're good friends, super fan Thad. One of my two favorite hosts who put bacon on their wieners. And I, I have had a, we, a bacon wrapped wiener. It's it's delicious. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna deny that for a second, my friend. Guess where super fan Thad is writing from? <laughs> where? No, not from a prison cell. No, not from Sean's new house basement. Well, I would certainly hope not. I was just down there today. I didn't see you. <laughs> I did that last week. That explains the card table in the middle. <laughs> Super Fan Thad is running from the great nation of Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> our home and native land. Um, it is, the, it is Super Fan Thad's annual trip. To the people who lo- for the people who like to hit small white n- no 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 he's golfing well that's exciting we always go to Canada once a year to you know as I'm writing this I am on my I'm waiting on my cellmate I mean roommate to come out of the bathroom he's take new. No. Saw a beaver today in Canada. Looks looks like the same beavers back home. Okay. Um, so I played a trick on the maid. I waited for her to come in and clean my room. I hid in the shower, and when she went to clean the bathroom, I jumped out and yelled, and yelled "Baba Ooey. Baba, I guess Baba Booey. I'm Baba guessing. Booey, yeah. yeah. She ran, screamed, and no, that's just nasty. Okay, gotta go. I see some Mounties out front on horses. I heard them say they were looking for a man in cactus outfit. Good thing my passport says my name is Sean Coon. Aha! The joke's on you, my friend. I'm a wanted man in Windsor. <laughs> wow. Yes. I got into a fight in a strip club in Windsor once. Really? No, that's a joke. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't remember that story. No, my fight was in Detroit, not in yeah, Windsor. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Yeah. Um. Next up is our good friend, the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Sure. Tim writes in, "Hey Pittsburgh nerds, hey, I'll keep it short." 
What do you think the startup amount is for a set a setup like the arcade Ian went to? Those old classic games rented? Do you think it's a collector that started a business? Am I crazy? Because this is what I thought of when Ian told us about the arcade. Actually, I don't think you're crazy because I kind of wondered about that too. What? Like, okay. So you've got like this this massive like hangar, essentially. Yeah. Filled with all these classic arcade games and like you said, like a ton of pinball machines. Is, is, is he paying rent on those or does he own those? And like, like, was it one of those things where like the, the owner of the arcade or, or, or like, were they a collector already and decide to take that collection and make money off of it this way? Yeah. Or like, I, it's like one of those fascinating things. Like, I can see a smaller place like it has like a few pinball machines and a few games and serves beer. Like it's a nostalgia thing, but like something on the scale that you're talking about, like I mean, it's it's an impressive thing, and like I just wonder like. Yeah, we'll have to ask. Uh, yeah. If we go, if I go back, I'll have to ask him. Yeah, because like so, something on that kind of a scale where there were so, especially the pinball machines, so many of them. Like you just wonder, like, like, uh, 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 is this something you're paying rent for? Like, you know, and like, what company would be able to supply you this many pinball machines? Right. You know, and if it, if you own them, like, what what were the steps that you took to accumulate? This amount of the collection, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Like, uh, so as this, I, 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 it was, I agree with Audrey. Like, it was like one of those things. Like after the fact, I was kind of wondering about. Like, I knew you wouldn't have the answers to it, yeah. Which is why I didn't kind of ask it, but like I'm glad Otter did because like I was kind of wondering it. Well, like I was like, man, I want, like, I, he has to own them. Like that would be my thought. Like he has, whoever the owner of the arcade is. It has to own all of that. Yeah, I, I can't see where you'd be because if if you were running them, like the overhead would just be so high. Yeah, because there's so many. Yeah. Or is it partial? You know, right? Is it you know on the old on the old arcade games and and pinball games? Does he own like three quarters of them, and then the new pinballs? That it is it just for? Yeah. You know, does he rent them? Right. You know, pay a fee, whatever. You know how they come in. And yeah. That's usually how it works at, you know, bars and stuff like that. Right. You go to a distributor, they give you a pinball machine. Right. You pay per month on that pinball machine. Right. You know. Well, that was um, going to the Wayback Machine way back when I dated Renee, uh-huh. my ex-fiance. Um, her father owned a video, like a, a game company. Okay. And, like, he did rent out video games and pinball machines. Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing he talked about to me one time, because I was curious about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because at the time it was, like, you know, I mean, this was, like, the late nine. it was the early 2000s. Like, arcades were dead mm-hmm. at that point. And I was, like, tell, I was like curious, like, huh? I, I, I get it. And it was, like, his side hustle, you know. Like he, he worked at a still mill. But, like, the other side of that, though, was, like, you know, so you have this this company that's, that does very well for you, but how does it do so well? And he's like, well, it's all about placement. Like you have to know what you're putting in to a certain situation. You know, like if, if you're putting an, like a regular arcade game into a bar, it's probably not going to do that well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, of course he dealt with like cherry masters and stuff too. Sure. You know, but 
like you know, like he talked about, like you know, you, you if you put this into like a um, a, like a certain machine in, in like a grocery store, you know, the next thing you know, that that machine's making money because it's up in the front, or you know, it, yeah. it, it depends on where you place. I mean, he's like, there, there was like a real science to what he did and where he decided to put things, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, there was more to it than just, yo, yeah, sure, I'll rent you a machine because he's making money off that machine as well. Right. You know, there's a, there's a split of some type. I can't remember what it was, but there was a split of some type with, you know, so not only are they running the machine, but he, so he, they're paying him rent, but he's also making a split off of what, you know, the, whatever the machine makes. Right. Like, it was 70-30 that the, the, he got 30% of whatever the machine took or something like that. It was like, yeah. like but still, it's like, so like, he, 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 he's got something on the line as well for that machine doing well right. at a location. Okay. You know what I mean? And so it was kind of interesting, like one of those things where I was like, wow, okay, there's more to it than just, especially in an era where the arcade no longer existed. Right, right. You know. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I, you know, like it was just always like one of those weird things, like he'd come down through his basement and, you know, there'd be a couple of cherry machines and, you know, a Qbert. <laughs> you know, nice. you're like, you're like. That keyword work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so like, I did wonder that as well. Like, you know, that, that arcade that you went to. Even like the one you went up to up in Erie. Like, because I mean, that was pretty, pretty yeah. big. Not, not as big as the one you talked about in Beaver. Right. But still pretty big. Like, like, how do you accumulate that, the merchandise? Right. You know. Interesting question. It is. I'll find out. Yeah. Because I plan on going back. Yeah. I guess the convention center had a game convention around the same time Ian went to Beaver County. Around the same time. It was it yeah. was during the week, actually. Yeah, that, that replay FX was back in town. And they, they do all sorts of stuff like that weekend. Yeah. Like so that, that was last weekend that, that they did that and Yeah. I've always wanted to go to it, but it's always like it, it always seems like I got something going on that same weekend. Yeah, well, I did. So yeah, I couldn't go. Right. Um, I love when Ashley uh, Doherty on Channel Four says it's moist and beaver. <laughs> nice. Don't we all, my friend? I want one of those arcade one-up machines. They're about three hundred bucks. And there are mini arcade cabinets with multiple games. I saw that at Walmart. Yeah. Actually. Yours, the one you have, that's not an arcade up that you have. No. But it is kind of mini. Uh, not. I thought you said, you, you, like, unlike a regular arcade game, you had a bit of a stoop or a bend over. I do, yes. Yeah, yeah. it is sort of a mini, but it's not... It's miniature enough. Yeah. You know. Where I got to sit to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's about 300 bucks in our mini arcade cabinets with multiple games. The one, They have the old wire-looking Star Wars one coming out and a few fighting games. I think they even have the tabletop games coming. That would be cool. Yeah. To own a... To have a tabletop... I think Doug actually used to have a tabletop, Pac- yeah. Miss Pac-Man, but yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, 
but I would love to own a tabletop Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. That's always been a thing for me. To own a tabletop. Yeah. Especially Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. That was my favorite tabletop to play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, I remember... In... I want to say it was fifth grade. Like, mm-hmm. we, like my class won some contest. Uh-huh. And we got... The prize, the grand prize was you got to go to Burger King in Olympia and they gave you a tour of the facility uh-huh. and you, you know, you like had a, like a burger party, Yeah. yeah. but they had in there a, um, a, a tabletop Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah. And I was crushing people at it <laughs> right. because we had a Commodore 64, like, we had Miss Pac-Man as a cartridge. Right. right. So it, it played like the actual arcade game. Yeah. yeah. Un- unlike Atari, like with the Commodore 64, it played like the actual arcade game. It did. I remember it, that, Miss right. Pac-Man. I played it at the house. Yeah. So, like, I knew how to play it. Like, I, I, I was really good at Miss Pac-Man at home. Mm. So, like, it was like the same damn game, just on its side, essentially. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I was just crushing people at it. And they yeah. were like, everyone's like, how the fuck are you so good at this? I'm like, hi, hi. Play at home, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I, I loved like the like the tabletop Miss Pac-Man was like so awesome. It was good. Yeah, it was probably the best tabletop game you can get. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, especially if it had. I don't even think I've ever seen anything else as a tabletop like that. I'm sure they they did others. They did, but like that's the only one I really remember is the Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man, and then especially if it had. Um, if they bumped it up to super speed. Yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. yeah. You used to go to Nigros out by you guys when I was a kid. Oh, Nigros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good thing that place no longer exists. <laughs> yeah. The stories it could fucking tell. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get into this. Yeah, no, we're no, no, no that, that's for P and P after dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but we used to go to Niagara's out by you guys when I was a kid. I remember they used to have an old tabletop. They did. Um, so did a lot of Pizza Huts. Yeah, Pizza Huts. They were big at Pizza Huts. There, there was a Pac Man at Miss um, Pac Man at uh, Pizza Hut in East End. Yeah. Yeah, where the you know where it's at. Yeah, where Speedway is now. It used to be a pizza out there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that'd be cool if I could put a big ass box over it and use it as a coffee table when not in use. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah there, there, there's a good friendly otter. That's it. That's all I got, my friend. Cool. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings? No, I'm good. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. You can send us an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. We are also on a number of uh, podcasting networks. You can find us with the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and Danger Entertainment. Uh, just give them a Google search. You can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. Cool. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, the listener, 
for taking the time to enjoy our hijinks and shenanigans each and every week. Uh, we, we can't thank you enough, and uh, it's always humbling. Always humbling. <laughs> Deep down. <laughs> no, no, we can't thank you enough. We appreciate that, and appreciate you going on this journey with us. We do. So that's it. On that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>